Hey there, this is Hans Anderson. I'm an audio producer in Seattle. And for the last, I don't know, year and a half, I've been working with a team on a documentary centered around one of the few all-female boxing cards in the world. It's called West Coast Wonder Woman, and it's based in Souk, which is this little town in rural Vancouver Island. The card draws boxers from all over the world, some who are planning on going to the Olympics this year. Of course, that's not happening, so they're planning on going to the Olympics next year. Right now, the documentary is on hold amidst a global pandemic, but we have a lot to share. So in the meantime, we thought we'd give people interested in the documentary a look behind the scenes. Over the next couple of months, we'll bring you conversations with some of the people we're following in the documentary and updates from the crew. Today, we have a conversation with me and our co-director of photography and editor, Kelly Conlin, and the person behind the project, Jeff Shaw. Let's get started. Hey, how's it going? So I'm here with two of my good friends, but also crewmates, I guess we could call them. So I'm with the code director of photography and our editor, Kelly Conlon, otherwise known as Nice Lady Productions out of Victoria, British Columbia. And then next to her is Hans Anderson, whose middle name is not Christian. And he is a radio producer here based in Seattle and is working kind of on the sound slash editing He's running location sound, field recordings, but uh, also doing some story consulting, producing on this piece. And then I am one of the co-director of photographies with Kelly and a director of the piece, All Female Card, which is why we're here. So we're figuring this out. We have no clue what this format is gonna be like, but we'll make it up as we go. Uh, but part of the reason why we're having this conversation is because we were getting ready to launch a funding campaign on March 31st, 2020. And if you can hear Kelly's big sigh, <laughs> the world is a little different now. And we've been working on this piece. Well, Kelly, when when did you, when did I first, do you remember when I first contacted you last year? I feel year? like you phoned me in May, early, early May, maybe late April. I think it was late April. Okay. Yeah. And you called me kind of out of the blue and you told me you were going to be, you had this idea for this piece, some sort of piece. Um, wasn't a feature at that point. It was just an idea for this film, some sort of short film documentary that, that Ellen and West Coast Wonder Woman that was based in Souk. And of course I'm from Victoria, which is about 45 minutes away. Uh, from Souk. And yeah, you were pitching this idea. And how did you get into it? Because that was actually what I found really interesting. Maybe start by sharing that, how you how you even discovered this story or thought that this would be a great film idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, oh man, it's been, that was 2019, 2018, 2017. So in 2017, uh, Kristen Tollefson, who she gets listed as an executive producer, but she's actually my wife. Um, Does that make her not the executive like producer? Not mutually exclusive at all. It's not mutually exclusive, um, <laughs> but she does a lot of like, she suffers through my brainstorming sessions and um, has funded a lot of things so far. <laughs> um, so we, we've been talking about uh, trying to figure out how to highlight women uh, specifically. I've done a lot of work in sport and athletics and, uh, for the most part, 
on a photo shoot or a motion piece, the women who are highlighted are, are sometimes at really high levels, but other times they get professional athletes from like male professional athletes. And then they just hire models for women. Um, and then they only focus on the, and sexualized parts of the female body. And so we found that very frustrating because uh, I have a background in athletics and had been around women who are high, like high elite athletes and were actually better than guys in a lot of um, things that like playing basketball with some women in college, um, they were better basketball players. They maybe weren't six, seven and could dunk, but they were actually all around better basketball players. So we were trying to figure out how to do that. And we started a series called badass women and um, have a website called realbadasswomen.com. And we started doing these profiles. And one of the first profiles we did was um, on two women from the Husky boxing team. So University of Washington has a club boxing team. It's not a sanctioned collegiate sport, um, but three nights a week, they go to the gym from like 8 p.m. to 10.30 at night and train. And then mm. in the springtime, they have matches. And they were the national champions in 2016. And so the defending national champion boxer I heard about, her kind of had known a little bit of her story and knew I wanted to do a piece on her. But I also got introduced to a woman who was 19 at the time and was also on the team, but she weighed 172 and the the last weight class in the women's division was 165 so they didn't have a heavyweight division for women like mm -hmm. they do for men and so she could never fight so she trained she she tried out made the team could never drop seven pounds to fight at 165. it was kind of funny because she didn't really get shamed like she worked just as hard as everybody no one really shamed her for not being able to lose that weight, but you could tell the coaches were frustrated. Like they thought she needed to lose that weight, mm. but I don't think she'll ever like just her body type. She was working her ass off. I don't think she'll ever get down to 165 um, to fight, but she, so she never had a fight. So the whole time I worked with her for four months, she never, like she went to a match. No one could get her a fight. Um, she actually won golden gloves, which is the amateur boxing tournament, the state boxing tournament unopposed because no one was there to fight her. Mm. And so I said, Hey, I, like I was planning on going to watch her first fight and to film it. And then she texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, I had my first fight last weekend. And I was pissed because I wanted <laughs> to be there. Right. I'd like, Hey, tell me when your fight was, I drove all the way to Tacoma. Like I was in Portland and drove back early to be at, the fight in Tacoma that got canceled because she was running unopposed. Like I went way out of my way to try to find her first fight. And yeah. she's like, I had my first fight last weekend. And I was like, what the, um, <laughs> I was like, where? And she's like uh, up, up on Vancouver Island. And I yeah. was like, wait, what, what why, why did you go that far? She's like, I couldn't find a fight. This woman who I follow online said she could find me a fight. So I went up there with my dad. We stayed at her house. I won my first fight and we drove home the next day. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And she's like, doesn't have a lot of money. And there's a lot of things about that. But like, I, she could have even fought the next day, but she just decided she needed to come back. So she yeah. went and won. And I was like, who's this woman? She's like, oh, it's West Coast Wonder Woman. 
Yeah. Her name's Ellen. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And she's like, it's an all-female tournament. And she found me a fight. And so I was like, what? That's interesting. So I started doing some research. And probably within a week or two, reached out to Ellen because I was like, hey, I heard about you from this gal I'm working with, Andrea. Is anyone doing a story on you? And she's like, no. And I was like, this is crazy. I have to figure out. So that was in that was in 2018. That was in May. Memorial Day weekend was the fight. By j middle of June, I had talked with Ellen. She called me right away. Hey, yeah, totally interested in let's stay in touch. We stayed in touch <laughs> all. And if you know Ellen, she just she'd talk and talk and talk. And you're like, this is great. Yeah. Um, and she's like, let's plan on something. And so it wasn't, I worked all fall and over the winter trying to figure out how to do this and mm. began re researching cinematographers in British Columbia, trying to find someone who's local, came okay. across you because you just had done, I think the first piece I saw was Canada's a drag, one of your Canada's a drag pieces. Okay. And then, yeah, then we talked, I think probably yeah. March or April I was like, Hey, I have this idea. Right. Are you interested? And I was like, I got to find the money, but I'm working on it. And then I was like, Hey Hans, uh, are you doing any radio stories? You want to come up with me? Like, do you remember what that was like? Yeah. I mean, I wish it had a like really dramatic story arc or something not, like that, but right. it was like, <laughs> <laughs> or a good one, like... but it was, like, I was like doing some work. We had like worked on some projects before. And then I was like working for a station here in Seattle that had just like laid off a bunch of their employees and I was laid off. And then you're like, you want to go to Canada and do this thing. And I was like, sure. And that's like the story. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> just happened. Um, uh, yeah. So, so we went, so I think, yeah, I think the idea was we had, I had my badass women series. We were trying to release an episode or a, a, a profile a month. We got five of them out. We have a bunch we're working on. It costs money to print things. Therefore we have not printed anymore, but our, like our idea was, Hey, this is a really interesting kind of vignette. Let's go do a 10, maybe 12, maybe 15 minute short piece on this all female boxing tournament. Um, it's over, I think it was Memorial day weekend again. Um, like we have a th Hans and I have a three day weekend. We can go up there. Um, and so I remember you were like, yeah, I'll work it. Um, let's make this work. So we go up there, we do all this stuff. And I remember Kelly walking out after on Monday, we finished filming. We're getting Three ready days, to go. Yeah. yeah. And you said, uh, I think you have a feature on your hands. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like, I, yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I just remember filming that last day. And on that day, the direction, your direction was, I just want you to follow Ellen, just follow Ellen, no matter what happens. We had talked about kind of style a bit. We were also kind of feeling out the style as we were shooting. Um, one of the things I love about documentary that I think is so interesting to work on besides narrative is although this happens in narrative too with acting and certainly you know you imagine things and then you actually create it and you go oh wow all this other stuff happened but with documentary what's so fascinating about it to me is you could come in with this idea right like you had this idea about this is going to be about ellen and how she's bringing all these 
women together in this tiny small town in Souk, British Columbia, like very small town, these people from all over uh, North America to box and get some of their first fights or, you know, multiple fights in. And what I found so interesting was, and it's happened since with this film is the longer we work on it, you, we, with documentary, you can't really, you, people come in with the, like perception of what they were going to get out of it. But with this film, it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's what's so exciting about documentary film. It's like, we think, okay, we're going to go and we're going to um, shoot the tournament. And that's going to be the interesting part that there's all these people from all over. And then as you go, it's like, oh, there's another layer of a story here. And there's another layer of a story here. And I mean, Ellen is a fascinating person because of what she believes in and then what she's doing. And, you know, to be almost a magnet for all these other women who are coming to town um, who want to box, but there's more to the story than that. And I, so I, I remember I was on the last day, you were like, okay, um, today we're going to be going doing this um, cinema verite style. I just want you to follow Ellen. Just don't, don't stop following Ellen. And after filming her for hours, that's when I was like, you've got a feature here. I don't think that we can encapsulate this in a 15 minute. I think it would do a disservice to do it in a 15 minute piece. So, right. Yeah. Right. And then I know Hans, you also were listening to a lot of Ellen's conversations, not in yeah. the, like, because we mic'd her up, right. We're following Ellen yeah. for a day. Yes. <laughs> and from the like audio side, do you, like, were there things that you were like, Oh, this would make a really good long format radio piece, but then also you can't use in that piece. I know. Cause audio is a little bit different. Radio is a little bit different than the doc world. Yeah. But I think it's like, we followed Ellen for a year and some change maybe like i think like um you know and we've like gathered so much tape of ellen um and really like i think ellen as a character is someone who you like don't hear from that often and, and so much time with her is like so special and to like see her at home and to see her like at this tournament like i remember listening to her at this tournament and how much she's like managing with like all these different things, right? She's running this tournament, but she's like also taking care of her kids. And she's also uh, making sure that everyone has a fight. And she's like, she's doing so much. She's like such a multifaceted character, I guess. And I just remember listening to that on that last day as she's like giving the award ceremony and she's like doing all this coordination and she's like holding her daughter and her daughter screaming. And it like, I don't know. I just w remember listening to that and thinking like, oh, this is such a complex person. And this is such a complex story. So much, I mean, the tournament is excess of all these different stories. There's like so much more going on underneath the surface of this tournament. And I think like that's what I remember hearing on that day. Yeah. Um, and thinking like Ellen is never going to ask for accolades. She's never going to like go out there and try and like, I mean, she's obviously promoting West Coast Wonder Woman. I think she enjoys being kind of behind the scenes. And so we're kind of pulling her out of that and like highlighting the person is that is really doing a lot of this work that is like so important to all these people who come to this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, it and it feels weird too, because we, I think Kelly and I, I think you're probably more used to going in and getting a story. You build long-term relationships for sure, but it's a, it's a like radio stories sometimes are a little quicker. It feels yeah. like, well, and I think Kelly, Kelly and I had talked about having, 
how, how can we do this in 10, 12, 15 minutes or whatever? And then you go and it's the first time we met Ellen. So we have a, like a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And then now that I know Ellen, looking back at the tournament, it almost makes me laugh because there's all this stuff that makes a little more sense to me because it was all very chaotic and hectic. <laughs> and I didn't know any of these people, but you know, uh, we're in March right now and we've been up to Souk a handful of times. We've stayed yeah. at Ellen's house. Yeah. Kelly, you've been out there. We visited Ellen, not at her work, but when she drives to work. So we've seen all the aspects. We've been to hockey matches. We've done all this stuff. So I guess like, I guess the question is, why are we, why are we doing this? Is like, is always in the back of my mind. Cause like, I always feel like there's a risk reward factor, right? Of how, is it worth the amount? I know to tell the story properly, is it worth the amount of risk and time to actually get the reward of capturing the full story? And I just feel like every time we go and see more, I'm like, yes, this is so much deeper. I feel like if we did that 15 minute piece, we, we wouldn't even know, like no one would know. We wouldn't even scratch the surface of it. To me, the fascinating thing, the way I worked specifically with this was when you said to me, I want this, we, we, we talked about like, how are we going to capture this? Like, you know, and, um, Ellen coaches as well as running is running the tournament. And, um, you know, so I was kind of point person on Ellen and, and she was Mike the whole time, which was fascinating, right? Because it's anything that she's saying to anybody sort of, um, but even the way the audio was done of being mic'd sort of the whole time um, matched the way we were filming. The way I was filming was a very cinema verite, which is something we talked about, which is basically being a fly on the wall when you're filming. Um, and uh, trying not to, for me, the, when you said, let's do it cinema verite style, I'm like, okay, I am not even, I didn't, I, I didn't actually talk to Ellen for the first three days of the tournament. I, I, I thanked her at the end. I never said a word. I never, I never said, a, I'm not kidding. I never said a word to her. You introduced me and I had the camera on and I was like, my job is to not interfere with the subject matter and as much as possible. And, you know, people are mic'd and whatever, but eventually, as we all know, the whole premise of cinema verite is the longer you record, the then the subject matter starts to forget your recording. That's the whole premise of it, right? So they always say, you know, the longer you're there and and the longer we were there, we realize that there's more, way more to the story than this. And all the yeah. boxers as well, not just with Ellen. All the other boxers, you start mm-hmm. to find out, like, why did they come to Souk? What's the backstory? What's going on here? And then you start to see this is not a short, <laughs> this is not a short film. There's a lot. There's a lot of layers here. Yeah. 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 So so to follow up on that, then where we are in the process now is we filmed, we kind of decided as a team to bookend the film. Uh, the world is in chaos right now with COVID-19 and quarantines and economies shutting down. Um, but our plan was to go back up to Souk this summer in June for the third ever West Coast Wonder Woman and um, and record that tournament because some of the same fighters that were there last year will be there again this year, as well as a couple of fighters who were there last year will be in the Olympics. We're supposed to be in the Olympics this year. So that plan is kind of evolving. 
uh, day to day. Uh, but where Kelly, where are you in like some of the editing process now that you've looked at a lot of the footage? Like, can you talk to some of that? I guess part of it is, I guess the next step uh, is we're cutting together a trailer that's going to launch next week, right? Yep. Uh, for the film, just to give a taste of the film. And the film is so massive and where we want to go with it is so kind of massive in the sense that, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of the most exciting projects, honestly, because there's, there's a lot of layers to it. So um, cutting, just uh, going to finish cutting together a trailer, which we had already kind of started on a, a piece, a version of it, of what we've shot so far, kind of a 10 minute version of it uh, to give people kind of a taste. So cutting together a trailer for next week, and then we're going to be rolling out uh, video from the film that we've shot so far. And uh, really it's about just kind of educating people on what we're working on to get people excited about the project. And um, the best thing is, you know, having the experience obviously of us shooting multiple times, but the best thing to me is just being able to sit and look at the footage and be like, wow, we've got some really cool moments here. It's exciting. You know, I mean, you don't really know what you captured until you're looking at it. It's that's the exciting part too, as well. Right. Yeah. 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 I think the challenging part is that, I think that there's two challenging parts for me uh, in thinking about this because one, we have a lot of boxing footage um, from the weekend and uh, you know, some of the first feedback uh, I've applied for several different funding kind of opportunities, grants. Um, yeah. Various filmmaking funding applications. And some of the feedback we've received is that people just think it's a boxing piece um, and I think to each of us, the conversations we've had is that the boxing is maybe the gateway or the tool to really talk about life. And so the hardest part is yeah. right. Like we see all these people come together and every time they get in the ring, it's really not about the boxing. It, the boxing is a tool for them. Um, so for us to really showcase who they are and tell their story, we have to go see their life, which we've been able to see with Ellen, right? We've been able to do that with Ellen, um, more and more, and we'll have more opportunities, but how do we go to places like Mexico city or San Francisco, Redwood city, park city, Utah, Indianapolis, Guelph, Ontario, and then people in Seattle where we are. Um, so I think those are the stories that we haven't even filmed. We know the people we have interviews with them and we have some footage with them, but we don't even know, we don't have any footage in their hometowns really. Um, of their life with them. So I think that's daunting to me, but also makes me like actually really excited because it's not a boxing piece. It's mm -hmm. about women who box. It's really about women. Um, they just happen to box. And then, uh, and then the other thing is that I don't know, and maybe Kelly, you might know more, but I don't know a lot of filmmakers who put pieces of their film out publicly before the film is done. Um, it makes me hella nervous. Uh, but also like we've been sitting on all this content and footage mm -hmm. for over a year. And I realize it's a long process. Like this could be a while. Um, and currently how the world is at work, it could be even longer. We don't know, but the story's shifting and changing, but like, I think these stories matter now. Like they don't just matter when the film is done. There's like stuff happening now that is, I want people to see it. 
Like I want people to get engaged with it. Um, but it also makes me really nervous. Does it? Yeah. Why does it make you nervous? Cause it's not done. And so you feel like we can't show the whole thing or like, to me, I don't know. I, I'm not nervous. I think that people well, watch I, that the trailer people are going to get excited. And I think by going back a few times, not just filming the tournament, but actually going back like we did, um, it really thickened up the story and started to show that, you know, this is a film about female empowerment. This is a film about um, teaching young girls, you know, self-confidence. This is a film about not letting anyone kind of put you in a box and tell you that you can only be a certain thing. Um, this is a film about one person who didn't let her, um, you know, her actual location. She didn't, she wasn't like, Oh, I'm from New York city. I'm from this big city. I can do all these things. She didn't let her location, which is like, let's describe it. We're on Vancouver Island. Uh, we're in a tiny small town that there's nothing past the town, but beach. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then that road ends. Okay. So you're going from Victoria, you go to Souk, you go past Souk to Port Renfrew, you can loop around, but it doesn't go anywhere else the, the, you're in, um, the West coast trail, which is a trail that people hike for seven days to get to the other side to Tofino. Um, we're at the end of this edge of, uh, Vancouver Island and, um, in the most Western side, I guess, of Vancouver Island. And you have all these people coming in and she didn't let any of that. And she also works full time and she has her own boxing. Uh, there's so many layers uh, that I think people will find fascinating. And my hope with the trailer is that it captures some of the vibe of it. It captures some of the spirit of it and that it gets people like interested in what, what, what this film is really about, you know, and to do that in two minutes, knowing that we've only shot a portion of it. I mean, that's, I guess, where maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm nervous, but I don't know. It, it, to me, if the trailer's fascinating, that's the start of something. And as people follow along our journey here, as we're showing stuff, they're going to see how we're looping this in with some of the other boxers because that's mm -hmm. their own stories are fascinating and, mm -hmm. and their own motivations and their own, own things that they've overcome. What I discovered with this piece is that a lot of the women are boxing or the girls or whatever, because they may be overcoming something or they were kind of getting through something or they didn't know where they were going to go next. And they fell into boxing, but somehow it's not accidental, even with Ellen. Yeah. So, um, and Ellen's backstory is fascinating. So, uh, yeah, I'm not nervous. I think people, I think we've got a, uh, I mean, whatever I lead with confidence. What, what can I say? I'm not nervous. Yeah. No, no, I I appreciate that. No, I think and I, and I think that's probably a good place to end it. Just because I'm I'm not nervous for people to see it. I'm just nervous because I don't. As a filmmaker, I just don't know a lot of filmmakers. One who are like this is a terrible time to raise money, right? Like, there's yeah. so much up in the air. Like that's nerve nerve wracking. So we have put that on pause. Not saying that we don't need the money or don't need to get paid or want to like this to right. Like that is. Yes there. Um, but I think the second thing is that I just don't know filmmakers who are putting out pieces. Um, usually you make the piece, then you mm -hmm. take contents of, you know, pieces of that piece and turn them into marketing material and assets. And we're making the piece and going to start 
putting it out there into the world. And I hope that people, Mike, I think people need to see that these people are real, that we're actually committed to this project and um, start to follow along the journey that, you know, like join us as we do this because it will be so much richer of an experience. Um, and we truthfully, we can't put everything that we're encountering into a doc. Like we just can't, there's so much stuff that probably won't make it. Um, but our, the stories matter just as much to me. Um, and these stories of these women, like, um, you know, Nikita specifically in Seattle, like there's stuff happening right now. That's super fascinating politically that Nikita is involved in, um, and she's one of the boxers in the film, right? And so you just have stuff that I think it, that's the exciting part. It's also just, I just don't, we don't have a template. There's no guidebook of how to do this. So we're just going to figure it out. And you both are going to make some cool shit and we'll put it out. And we want people to subscribe and follow along, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think people, yeah, once they see what, what we're, yeah, I think... Um, the long version of this is some of the boxers from the tournament are going to be going to the Olympics, hopefully, you know, I mean, 2021, 2021. And so there's a long journey here. And I think it's a fascinating story for everyone. And I think that this is a great time to watch a piece pieces about people that are, you know, there's, you know, they're they're They have courage and they're doing something in a time that mm -hmm. that actually a lot of people are in fear right now of what's happening. Yeah. So maybe this will inspire a lot of people, you know? That's our goal, right? That's why yeah. we make it. I mean, that's that's we're inspired by these people, by Ellen, by yeah. these boxers. Like yeah. it's hard not to see it and be around them and be like, they're not fake. It can sound, you know, like coachy at times, and you're like, damn, like Ellen is legit. Uh yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So, well, Hans, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I think about things that Ellen said during interviews all the time. And I'm always like, <laughs> oh, I got to like have that thing or like, oh, I got to like do that thing. Like, I just think of things that Ellen and I'm like, oh, I need that. Right. Like, I just think that Ellen is <laughs> like really funny. It's very inspirational in kind of a cheesy way, but like, I love it so much. Yeah. Good. Well, what's, what's something you can leave us with that Ellen would say? Oh, Ellen one time said that you need someone, she's talking about her old boxing and she was like, you need someone who can like advocate for you and like don't have a mentor. And so now I'm on this like journey to find someone to be like a mentor and to advocate for me. But it's like, Ellen really has like figured some shit out and has been through a lot. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, we'll wrap up today's conversation. <laughs> if you find this fascinating, we'll ask you to subscribe. However, way necessary whether it's youtube where you find us on youtube or some podcast channel and join us as we kind of make this piece and we start putting some of this content into the world hoping to inspire people yeah right kelly in a time when yes the world needs some needs some hope and some inspiration and some like courage yeah thanks guys okay yeah. peace bye hey Thanks for listening. This was a conversation between me, Hans Anderson, Jeff Shaw, and Kelly Conlon talking about our documentary that we're working on called All Female Card. You can find out more about this at allfemalecard.film, or you can check us out on Instagram. We're at allfemalecard.